Welcome to my podcast, Murder, Mystery, and More. Thank you for listening. This is episode six. Welcome to episode six, the Connecticut Witch Trials. Everyone knows about the Salem Witch Trials, but who has heard of the ones in Hartford, Connecticut? In 1642, Colonial Connecticut adopted a list of 12 capital crimes, which included murder, kidnapping, treason, and witchcraft. Women were more likely called witches for multiple reasons that had nothing to do with them practicing witchcraft. The first type was one who was considered outspoken or abrasive. If she held her head too high but lacked the status in the community, or if she had no male or childless altogether and lived on the outskirts of the community, she was considered a witch. The second type was typically accused of witchcraft was one that had some status in the community but was caught in the middle of a conflict between two families. Another supposed indicator of witchcraft was when someone had witch marks. A witch mark could be anything from a birthmark to a mole. The marks were supposedly the devil's mark and could be used to nurse witches' animal companions. The Connecticut Witch Trials lasted from 1647 to 1697. At least 34 people were accused of witchcraft. The largest trial in Connecticut was called the Hartford Witch Panic, which happened in the early 1660s. Alice Else Young was the first person recorded in the colonial America to be executed for the crime of witchcraft. On May 26, 1647, she was hanged on the grounds of the Hartford Meeting House, which is now known as the Old State House. Alice Young's hanging occurred 45 years before the Salem's trials. In 2017, 370 years after Young was executed, the Windsor Town Council officially exonerated her along with Lydia Gilbert, another Windsor resident executed for witchcraft. The town also had a, a memorial service for the victims of the Connecticut witch trials. Ten other people, two men and eight women, were executed for witchcraft. The ones that were not killed were either kicked out of their hometowns or they fled from them in fear. In between Fairfield's Sullivan Independence Hall and the Fairfield Museum and History Center, there is a shallow depression in the ground. From outside, you would never know it was once upon used to determine the validity of witchcraft. Women accused of witchcraft were bound and dunked in the pond. Townspeople would attempt to submerge the women, and if they fought back, floated, or survived, they were accused of witchcraft because it was thought that they had the devil's help with floating. Mercy Desborough and Elizabeth Clausen were both accused of being witches by a servant in the house of Daniel Westcott. The two women were dunked in what was called the ducking pond. Clausen was declared innocent, while Despero was declared guilty and later pardoned of all the crimes. It is said they were just caught in a family conflict. In 1651, Goody Bassett was hanged in Stratford after confessing to witchcraft. 
It is not known whether her confession was made while she was under duress or not. Goody was probably also not her real first name. Many women used a nickname, and it was supposed to indicate someone who was a good wife, and it was spelled either G-O-O-D-I-E or G-O-O-D-Y. Goody Bassett was seen as abrasive. She only had a couple of offspring, and she didn't have a whole lot of support because her husband was working a lot. Stratford Ice Cream Shop Goody Bassett's Ice Cream is named for the local legend. Goody Knapp of Fairfield had family conflict. She was found guilty based upon the description that she held her head upright. They thought that she was more proud than she should be. While she was in jail awaiting trial, she was approached by several friends of prominent townsman Roger Ludlow. They urged her to name Mary Staples, the wife of Ludlow's enemy Thomas Staples, as a witch. She refused to name Staples as a witch, saying, I can't add that to my list of sins. Knapp was hanged in 1653 at what is now the Black Rock neighborhood in Bridgeport. When the women gathered around to examine her after she was lowered to the ground, they could not find any witch's marks. Since 2005, residents of Connecticut, descendants of the victims, and others have worked to exonerate those accused of witchcraft in Connecticut. There's a Connecticut Witch Trial Exoneration Project was created to coordinate those efforts. Massachusetts has already exonerated those convicted of witchcraft during the Salem Witch Hunt of 1692 to 1693. Representative Jane Garibay has introduced H.J. Number 21, Resolution Recognizing the Unfair Treatment of Individuals Accused of Witchcraft During the 17th Century. They are working to recognize and address the wrongs of the past. Connecticut has taken a stand against injustice, against misogyny, and also taken a stand against witch hunting. By acknowledging the mistakes of the past, they are educating the public that similar actions are not acceptable today. Thank you for listening to Murder, Mystery, and More. Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss the next episode.